0: All right, back here on ESPN New Hampshire. Joining us tonight is Dave Starman from CBS Sports Network calling the game tonight Merrimack against UMass Lowell. And Dave, pretty good matchup tonight. Uh, The teams met the other night, obviously, uh, and have met uh, two times total so far this season and in, in both games the team that scored first has won the game and it's come late in the game
1: you know what it's it's two teams where every inch of ice counts and i think that you know when you take a look at merrimack i think merrimack is a really good team when it comes to taking away time and space now off the forecheck they're really good at taking away space in the neutral zone especially in this building they're really good at taking away time so it's fun to watch them do it and and their discipline in their system is it's evident in the yeah. way they play and then you take a look at lowell I and mean, now lowell may may have an explosive guy or two here along the lines and they try to spread out their their offense through through Four lines, but mm. you know, I think when you take a look at the matchup of these two teams, and you mentioned that first goal late, mm. because of the fact that each of these teams makes you fight for every inch of space, mm. that first goal in this matchup is a huge one. Yeah, a lot of similarity between these teams. Uh, they're really, even down to the goaltenders. I mean, you know, both goaltenders are good. Both goaltenders hold rebounds. They don't mm. give you a whole lot of second opportunities. The defenses are, you know, they're tenacious. They're detail oriented. They move pucks to safe places and. Mm. And there's not a there's not a gunslinger on each team who's going to make that high risk high reward play. They're guys who make smart plays when they can, and and then hope that either their linemates or their defense coming into the play will help them finish. And that's why these two teams are interesting to watch because yeah. they're so similar.
0: And you got the two teams. Obviously, the schools just 10 miles apart here in the valley, and two young coaches in the league, two of the younger coaches and up and coming coaches in college hockey.
1: I think Mark Dennehy's done an unbelievable job. I really do. And I, I mean, I remember when he first took over, and uh, he, he he joked and he said, "Hey, if in 10 years we can play with the big boys, that'd be a great." Thing and it took him a whole lot less time than that, and that's a tribute to him and a tribute to his staff, and it's also a tribute to his players who bought in. You could be Scotty Bowman, but if your players don't buy in, like. Yeah in a couple of years in Buffalo that Scotty had. Um, again, you could be the greatest coach in the world and it's just not going to matter. But he's been able to recruit for this building. He's been able to recruit to his personality. And I think the fact that he's cultivated leadership in that room is, has taken this program in a great direction.
0: Mm-hmm. And Norm Bezan obviously, across the way as well. You know, at UMass Lowell last year and this year. A lot of expectations this year. It got off to a slow start, but they really come on in the second half. The interesting thing about Norm
1: that I really like is he worked for a couple of years under Scotty Owens in Colorado. And, and Scotty, you know, the one thing about Scotty's teams, they don't have a system. Him. He's got a big sheet of ice out there and he tells yeah. his offensive players just to go. Yeah. And then, you know, with, with his assistants and Joe Bonnet and, and Norm when he was there, you know, it was their job to formulate kind of the defensive aspect of the yeah. game and, and to make sure that their teams, you know, didn't wind up in nine, eight games every yeah. night. And, you know, for, for that reason, you know, Norm was was very detail-oriented when it came to working with his defensemen. He had some great <laughs> offensive-minded defensemen that he had to rein in a little bit and teach him how to play defense. You know, a guy like a Peter Sendia who won a, a Hobie yeah. Baker Award. Yeah. So, you know, I think yeah. in in almost in a survival type of thing, Norm really learned how to cultivate a defensive-minded team and it, and it shows here.
0: Well, to the goaltenders you mentioned, obviously we're going to see Rasmus Tieranen tonight instead of Sam Marotta for Merrimack, but uh, one, one of the interesting things about Hockey East this year is you had what you thought were some known quantities coming in and a guy like Doug Carr for Lowell and Parker Milner for Boston College and yet it's been the other guys really that have stolen the show, Connor Hellebuck for, for Lowell and Sam Marotta for Merrimack, John Gillies for Providence. Uh, I mean, is this a sign of, of the, of, of the breadth of talent as far as goaltending goes or something else?
1: I think you hit it right on the head, but you know I'll take it to a to a second step, and that is this. When guys advance from one level to another, whether it be forwards or defensemen, you're learning a new system. You're learning a new style of play. You're learning new line mates, new defensive partners. When it comes to goaltenders, you know, all you're doing is stopping the puck, but you're stopping the puck at a faster speed. So I think the transition for a young goaltender to come into a good league, especially an older one, is a little bit easier than it is, especially for a defenseman. So, you know, young goaltender success to me, when you look at throughout the NCAA, there are a lot of young kids throughout all four countries, Conferences, a lot of first-year guys that have come in and played well, and I think one of the reasons is the dynamics of your job don't change a whole lot when you change sweaters. You just have to do it a little better yeah. and a little faster, <laughs> and that assimilation can happen in the first two months of a season. And once you've got it figured
0: out, the sky is the limit. Yeah. Well, one through six in Hockey East have, has been a pretty good battle, and uh, depending on what happens tonight, it could tighten up even more. Uh, handicap the, the final weekend or so as, as we get ready for it next week.
1: Oh God, your guess is as good as mine <laughs> on that one, but uh, you know I I think it'd be fantastic if if somebody outside of the Big Four won Hockey East regular season championship, I think that adds intrigue. I think that adds some fun. I think it continues to breed a different culture in, in a conference. And, and that's obviously no disrespect to the teams that have won it a ton. But it would know, if, if, be fun if a team like Lowell or a Merrimack you know, wins first place and, and goes into the Hockey East tournament and gets to the Joe, uh, not the Joe Louis, to get to the TD Bank Garden yeah. and, and becomes the, the number one seed there. But you know, I think uh, right now it's a conference where you've got a lot of teams that think they can win the national championship. And the thing that I'm getting from all the coaches is while we'd love to win hockey and love to go in as the number one seed, the key for us right now is winning our next game, tying up our deficiencies, playing solid, building belief and trust in our team so that we can take it game by game by game and all of a sudden, I know each one of these coaches that I've talked to in the top six here, mm-hmm. they want to open their eyes one day and be in Pittsburgh yeah. and, and be ready for the Frozen Four, but that happens as a game by game type thing and it's amazing how focused they are on that process and how focused
0: they've gotten their teams and on that, Hockey's is really locked in right now, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. Well, the CBS Sports Network here tonight, it's the second straight Sunday that you guys have been here, how'd it go last week, uh, what's it like to call a game here?
1: I love Loved it. You know, the, the, it took me a period, in all honesty, to get used to how low we were. Because I think there's only one other building in the 10 years I've done it that we were this low. And that was at, at uh, Mercyhurst. But the, once I got into the flow of it, once you began to understand the dynamics of where you were in the broadcast, I thought the game was fun. You know, they, I mean, they went up and down the ice at Boston College, and not a lot of teams can say that. You know, over the last few years, so there was excitement. Yet overtime, the staff here was great. You know, I love dealing with Mark. I've known him a long time. Uh, players are great, and. and You know, I mean, I I hope as we go along that Merrimack becomes destination television for CBS. All right, well, this is the rubber game tonight, Lowell and Merrimack. Uh, What are your thoughts? I I think it's a matter of who wins the corners. To me, the corners are the most important areas of the game tonight. Both teams are really good in their corners, and they're really good in the offensive corners. They can cycle. They can play well low. I know Lowell's got a system whereby whoever's the first guy back on the back check takes the low post in the defensive zone. That's always a tricky thing to start with, but now they have got it down pat, and it's fun to watch them do it. So I, I really think that whoever owns the corners. If not necessarily the slot, not the high areas, but whoever owns the corners going to win tonight's game because quiet zone offense is going to be a big factor.
0: Alright Dave, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Have a good game tonight. You got it. Thank you. That's Dave Starman from CBS Sports Network joining us tonight on ESPN New Hampshire back after this.